0: hey guys welcome back to thick strong and awkward as you know i'm john stacy and today i had the pleasure to catch up with my close friend dan hughes as he's preparing for strongman corp nationals you'll learn about some of his hobbies and reality tv show passions as we get a look into one of 105's strongest contenders looking to shake up the pro rank i want to apologize for audio on this one as i'm still working out the kinks on this new microphone i might have gotten a little too far away from it a couple of times also, don't forget to subscribe and share these with friends and fellow strength sports enthusiasts. Without the support, none of this would be possible. So thank you. Really, I mean it. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Bachelor in Paradise makes me feel more alive than any Bachelor, other Bachelor Nation production. And I'm embarrassed that my wife and Justin, my other spouse, (laughs) have been trying (laughs) to get me into it for so long until now, and I've been missing out. And I I owe them both an apology because I have told them it looked ridiculous
0: it's definitely the superior uh bachelor's
1: oh 100 it's just like constant drama it's just like they turn it up because usually there's just uh like small waves and like they'll keep somebody on the episode or on the the series to keep drama Mm -hmm. but like last season there wasn't really much drama at all everybody was actually super chill And like pretty respectful of each other for the most part. But Bip, it's like they act like they're all been in relationships for years, and then you realize you keep reminding yourself, yo, these people have known each other for like twenty four hours. Yeah, they've been on one beach for maybe a week. (laughs) Essentially, just like one date, and they're like, "How could they burn me like this? Yeah, I loved you."
0: Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're treating it pretty serious. But uh, I mean, I get that's part of the show.
1: I used to think it's part of the show, but it's not just the people that are like career Bachelor Nation people. It's also like the brand new people who you think are like genuinely there or mm-hmm. there to do whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then spoiler alert, if you watch the show and have not seen this episode, uh, the way Taj just like gets up and leads and you have no yeah. idea why
0: she's so <laughs> bad. She was so upset that Becca showed up.
1: She's like screaming, freaking Tom Hanks and Castaway uh, held his shit together better <laughs> than she did, and she's on yeah. like a, a, a unlimited booze resort. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Yeah,
0: well, the unlimited booze was doing her dirty the last episode too. The bartender yeah. cut her off.
1: Yeah, Natalie said you would be like Noah, just sitting there getting hammered by yourself on the daybed drinking mimosas, Absolutely. and then somebody tries to come have a serious conversation with you, and it's like. What (laughs) I need I need some time. Instead of admitting that I'm just too hammered to talk, just make it dramatic and be like, I need some time to think about this and then you see him like walking zigzags on the beach.
0: Bro, the whole time he was having that conversation and he was like, If I didn't care, I'd be over there drinking mimosas as he's got a mimosa in his hand.
1: (laughs) That was that was what triggered Nat to say like that would be you. (laughs) As soon as he referenced Obviously, I love you because otherwise, I would be drinking my muscles over there instead of right here with you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, solid. That's me. Mm-hmm. Now, that whole episode was just twist after twist of drama. I know, Both episodes. I love I'm here for it. And today. Yeah. What, uh, you got predictions on uh, who's going? Because the guys have roses now.
1: Um, I think uh, Kenny is going to stick with Demi because you
0: think so. Dude, I think he's so. driving so hard with Tia.
1: He was, but he also I think I think he's just a charismatic person. Yeah, and I think because he's forty, I think he's mature enough to know what he actually wants. But he also doesn't uh, really oh. know how to turn off the.
0: He's a forty-year-old manager of boy bands.
1: Yeah, I said mature enough. I didn't say he was mature. Okay. I said he was All mature right. enough to know like what he feels. And there's certain mannerisms oh. that I noticed that he's done with Demi and the way he talks to Demi, different than Mari and this new girl, um, right. Tia, I think her name is. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that's my prediction. I think Kenny mm-hmm. sticks with her. I think Noah and Abigail... One of them is going to self-sabotage the relationship, even though they both like each other, Um, but they're insecure and they've seen how everybody's been burned already. Yeah. Um, Well, I think the problem is uh,
0: Noah needs to bring back the mustache from Claire's.
1: (laughs) Maybe that is the problem. Abigail's like, I liked you under the assumption that you are going to have a mustache.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think his biggest problem, though, is he's just not grabbing Like, that seems to be what she's upset about.
1: Well, she also, their first date, because it was either first or second episode, they had a one-on-one, and she was the person who said, I take take him very slow. slow." Yeah. And she failed to mention that with any of her talks with her girlfriends about how he isn't that physically affectionate towards Mm. her. When that was, like, the first thing out of her mouth to him. That's true. I
0: don't Certainly fair. What about I can't believe they
1: did my boy Connor that dirty. Connor, Connor. Oh yeah, Connor's is just a sad sap. Yeah. I don't know if he keeps playing the victim, he's going to be the victim. You can't That's just true. sit on the you can't just sit on the beach playing songs feeling sorry for yourself because the uh, freaking Riley came in like come on. Riley and Connor, who you got to choose?
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's no other option on that one. Yeah. Uh. I'm, I'm impressed with how DeAndra handled that whole situation. With, uh, like, one, telling Carl that, like, hey, I got to get this bracelet back.
1: I can't keep this. And then, two, <laughs> picking a totally different. Boy, yeah.
0: Man, she threw a
1: curveball for all of us. I was like, you know, mad respect. She was like, both of you guys are obviously trying to be too smooth and giving me gifts. And then... mm-hmm. I love yeah, that Jimmy. was when I texted you. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was when I texted you. I was like, yo, this rose ceremony is bananas.
1: <laughs> it was the longest rose ceremony I've ever seen in my life. Really? It was so long. That oh. whole night. Like, I've never seen that much footage from a cocktail party aired in an episode.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, even the bartender, Wells, said it was like the wildest. Yeah, he's was like,
1: this is the craziest <laughs> shit we've ever done.
0: That's
1: awesome. <laughs> it's no, a that's great right. show.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm fully invested, and I hate you for making me watch
1: it. <laughs> so, uh, what else is going on? Are you guys building Legos or what? No, um, no Legos. We're getting ready to go to Florida this weekend. I want to go to Waco um, to support Justin and see you guys, and support all the competitors there and Anthony. But, uh, um, well, two things. Uh, our five-year anniversary of dating, not a uh, marriage anniversary is this weekend, but also, uh, I got to go do home people, to Florida. Do people celebrate dating anniversaries? Uh, we do, which is all that matters. Oh, oh, okay, that's <laughs> I mean, no I one else, no one else was invited. <laughs> but, I was just
0: wondering if that was something that I should be paying more attention to
1: <laughs> I mean, well, probably because, uh, you're not married. Usually I think when you're married, mm-hmm. At least for long enough. You just kinda start celebrating your marriage anniversary. But
0: That's
1: right. Okay. Uh just another reason to celebrate. But <laughs> we're kinda then we're going to Iceland in two weeks. That's, That's my cool. wife's birthday present to me, which is super dope. Uh hopefully I get to lift the I'll try and do some of the manhood stones, but spell spellstone is definitely gonna be on the list.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be um,
1: right. Yeah. It's like it's a relatively short trip. It's like four days of actual doing stuff and we have a lot of stuff planned out. But we should have time to go do at least one of them. And I'm hoping that will be the Who's Cell Stone.
0: How do you sign up for that stuff? Or do you just like is it literally just like, hey, here's where this is, go
1: do it? Or for the stones? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some. So I think it was it may have been Daring. Somebody when I posted it a couple weeks ago sent me or no, it was uh Michael Connor. Michael Connor sent me a list of all of them there and it shows you each one. And some of them you do have to have permission to use, but some of them are just like they're there. And who's the stone is one you don't have to ask for permission for. at least that's what this website said. But
0: that's what it says. You're going to yeah. go pick it up and like Fin or uh, Iceland cops are going to come raining <laughs> down on you. These are well, like, like, like that Swedish
1: looking like, motherfuckers are going to come. I think
0: you.
1: it weighs 407 pounds. Like, oh, no okay. one's going to like sneak it away. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's not That's a whole true. lot of people probably in Iceland who can do it. I mean, population wise, I don't know. But that's probably why, at the end of the day, there's giant boulders.
0: I feel like of any nation, though, percentage-wise of the population, there's probably a higher percentage there that can do it than of any other country.
1: Yeah, but I feel like the people who are, and this is not based on really any fact whatsoever, uh, just speculation, I feel like most of the people who are strong and fit in Iceland would respect the the heritage and culture enough to not steal a supposed to or the Hoose yeah. of
0: Yeah, I can get that too, for sure. So what what were you saying you're doing in Florida this
1: weekend? Family? Oh, uh, I'm just going to visit my family. Uh we okay. haven't been home in like or to my home in like two years. Oh. So yeah. So we're gonna go see the family and hang out with them. I miss oh. them. Yeah, I bet. Two years is a long time. Yeah. That's about it's kind of average with especially we live in Alaska. We yeah. never got to visit. I think we I went home like twice when I lived in Alaska and three and a half year got to visit him a lot more when I was living in Georgia. But even then I was in school the whole time, so it wasn't like I got to see him every weekend.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of Alaska, where you started strong man.
1: Yeah. So in two thousand seventeen. Actually, like almost exactly four years ago, uh, was training for a powerlifting meet because I didn't know what strongman was. Somebody mm-hmm. approached me in the gym, deadlifting. Um what I guess they thought was heavyweight. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. They asked me if I've competed before. I was like, Nope. I don't know what that is, and I'm not a giant bohemus of a person. Um, I was probably like two hundred and fifteen pounds at the time. Mm-hmm. um so i can't do strongman I'm like no if there's weight classes you should sign up for this comp in two weeks so me and justin did it he was kind of part of that conversation we just signed up and did it um at the 2017 Northside classic and i loved it competed a lot locally because uh between work for the army and uh how much it costs to travel didn't really pay or wasn't allowed to do the competitions I wanted to do outside of the state.
0: Yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, One, uh, Alaska's, excuse me, Alaska's strongest man uh, under 265. (laughs) Um, You were there, kind of. You weren't really sober. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I understand you were there for a wedding that weekend, so you didn't didn't have (laughs) – didn't it prep for it the way you probably yeah. would have?
0: Cake stands with the bride and groom at one a.m. Got up at five to drive two hours to make the uh, rules week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but really, after that, I just due to work conflicts, I didn't compete for about a year and a half. Um, then when I was stationed in Georgia, uh, I was kind of at a point where I didn't see any competitions that I could do uh, in the area that would work with my schedule. Um, I was working with Kale Beck at the time. He was my first coach. And I kind of was like, I'm not going to pay for this anymore because I'm not competing. Um, And I kind of was starting to make a transition at the time of going, like, I'm going to put my career first again and stop focusing on strong man. I did that. That lasted for about a month or two. And then I saw a max deadlift and max log competition, like two hours away from me, (laughs) that I did zero train up for, uh, did it, got my butt kicked. Um, but even getting my butt kicked, I was like, I still love this so much. (laughs) So, and I mean, Justin had recently gotten to the warrior fitness team where I'm at now. So, um, we have been talking a lot and Anthony had just started doing biz coaching. And because the goal was for me to start competing for the team, uh, then I picked up, uh, Anthony as a coach after that. And pretty much since then, it was like two months later. Uh, cause that deadlift and log competition was in, like mid August or something in 2019. And then in November, 2019 went down to Tampa, uh, and did a USS show and just freaking smoked it. Justin had just done worlds and had a lot of issues with his, uh, his weight cut. So he didn't want to cut for it. So he did the weight class above me. So, uh, uh, but I remember, I think there was like seven events over two days and I won five of them and I didn't even have to do the last event, which was really cool and then since then it's pretty much been on the up and up um, yeah. as far as pr- progress uh I was able to secure a job that I enjoyed very much up in Washington um where my chain of command was very supportive of my strength goals um yeah. and I mean as long as I was doing what I was supposed to do at work they worked with me and facilitated me traveling for comps and uh uh, giving me extra rations and stuff and not <laughs> complaining when I took an extra seat in a vehicle just for food. <laughs> but, We're taking uh, a giant case of uh, weights. Up to the yeah. Field. I would take uh, my, my home gym to the field. Basically. I had a, a giant rolly tough box that had about 640 pounds of plates and kettlebells in it. And then a barbell and it's original tubing uh to keep it safe in the tricon so whenever we travel go places i take that um whenever whenever i had the time sometimes that meant i could go do like five sets of deadlifts and sometimes it meant i'd have an hour and a half or so and could mess around with a lot of stuff but yeah um and i mean out there like when you're eating mre's and stuff uh it's not like you're really gonna grow or get better it's more just it's not a fight to get stronger. It's more of like a mitigating loss at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like I'm not going out there trying to max anything. I'm not like I want to okay. take pro gear or anything. But it's like using those muscles and uh, it's
0: almost it's almost similar to having a, uh, a small injury, right? Like you're trying to yeah make kind of in a way. Not, you know maintain as much as you can as you're healing.
1: yeah. It. And, like, the main thing is just going through those motor patterns. So, like, Mm -hmm. that was training up for nationals. Um, The the specific time I'm thinking of is, like, uh, a month before nationals, I think. Yeah. So, like, I took one throwing bag, and I was just practicing throwing. Like, I didn't have anything Mm -hmm. to throw height-wise, like, to gauge, but I was just practicing that motor pattern. And so if I felt too fatigued, it's like, okay, I'm still training, but it wasn't like discouraged because it's, oh, I didn't get it over 15 feet or whatever. <laughs> it's just going through the motor pattern because that's all I have. So I think the first night, one night I threw a 50 pound bag, probably like 50 times. And oh, I'm wow. sure, I'm sure by the end of it, I was getting it about eight feet in the air. <laughs> but like, that's what I did. Like work was done that day. Yeah, I just went out under the gravel They're probably and just started throwing
0: <laughs> that probably still beats when we first tried to throw a 35
1: pound bag in the front yard of your house <laughs> when we threw it forward mm.
0: well mostly, mostly i I, saw,
1: I don't know if you I saw, saw that. that yeah darren almost died today or yesterday mm. whenever that video was i
0: heard the um, smack and i couldn't tell if it was his head on his
1: yoke or... when you see the weight pin from the yoke uh-huh is like what? almost in line for his head to smack and i was right? talking to him earlier about it i was like you could have died. Oh my yeah. god.
0: <laughs> it would have, have just have been like a hammer
1: now. just going right into the back of the yeah. school. Ugh. Like your most vulnerable point. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Mm. But then now, so I did nationals and then we did uh uh had to go to the field again for a month after that, which at that point in time I think I was so fatigued for the train up for nationals and stuff that not training at all for that month afterwards really set me up for success coming into December and then yeah. uh, which kind of just slowly blended into um, uh, prep for clash first the koala and then I made the yeah. koala and then go through there. But um, I think it's good to take breaks like that. I've had, it'll be harder for me to do in the future because I'm not going to have the same like interruptions and in training, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've always come back Excuse me. I've I've rebounded better every time I've had to take a month or um a several month break from training. Mm-hmm. Um and I obviously don't just get right back into it. I ramp up or ease into it. Um and don't just like, oh last time I deadlifted was seven hundred pounds. So I'll just use those percentages off of seven hundred or
0: mm-hmm.
1: same thing with press. Like I, I, I usually do Maybe the first week or two back from that, it's not so much programmed. Um, but it's just kind of what you feel to see how my body, where my body's at. If that That makes sense. Um, in that sense, it kind of is like coming back from an injury. Um, just because if you're not using a certain motor pattern regularly, especially under load, like certain ones you use more than others in daily life. So you're not just going to maintain it after a break like that. Not to yeah. mention those breaks aren't they're forced breaks from work, so it's lack of nutrition and all that too um right. but it's fun, it's made it a challenge, but that's why I think it's really cool when uh when soldiers become really competitive in strength sports, yes, yeah. yeah, like like Chandler Smith, who was able to become like a top class. Uh yeah, the top, 10, top ed, ten CrossFit. Yeah, crossfit <laughs>
0: games. yeah, that's, yeah at, at, that's
1: incredible. At the open as a mm-hmm. as a, a service member is freaking incredible.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And he's part of the same. So you mentioned the Warrior Fitness team. You want to elaborate yeah. on what that is exactly?
1: Yeah, so the Warrior Fitness team is part of the recruiting outreach company um, for the Army, which falls under the US Army recruiting. So oh. What we do, we have a esports team, which uh, they compete in video games. Uh, we have uh, the Warrior Fitness team, which has CrossFit uh, and strongman, strongwoman. Um, we have the Army Band, like like uh, they're like a rock band called uh, As You Were, um, okay. and we have an outdoors team, but that's really new, and they haven't done a whole lot. Uh, yeah, Outdoors. Like, so the like they compete or... in like, uh, hunting and fishing and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like, and in, as well as competing in those things, uh, those teams will also mm-hmm. go represent the team and the army and like different conventions. So if you're familiar okay. with video games, like they'll go to BlizzCon, um, and stuff like that and, uh, have booths, the rock band will play it, uh, like concerts or festivals. Um, okay the sports team will go to outdoors uh I would called, called uh, conventions and stuff like that and then so the yeah, team outdoor
0: shows and stuff
1: like Yeah that. Gotcha. And then the fitness team we uh generally focus all of our stuff around competitions mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily like we'll also have people at the LA fit expo for example um for the last couple of years and, yep, I was there
0: last year. Yeah, I saw
1: Justin there and everybody. Yeah. And so, what our job is is, it's we're not so much for the army. Like, we're not supposed to. Uh, our marketing isn't for the army; it's for civilians. And kind of what our all four of those teams show is that the army isn't just uh, shooting guns all the time and like living in the mud and foxholes and stuff. Uh, But our team is comprised of like, we have two doctors. One's a a neuroscientist. Uh, We have an optometrist. Um, Oh, wow. We have combat arms officers. We have combat or combat arms enlisted. Um, So what that does is when we go and represent the team in these different uh, parts of the country and the world is we give a much better experience Uh, a broader experience package to bring to people who may be interested in the military. Um, Mm -hmm. Because usually the alternative is you have what's called a hometown recruiter. um, Yeah, And they basically are recruiting in the town they grew up in or close to that area. Um, More often than not, they're going to be a combat arms background. And so a new potential soldier that comes in to recruit, uh, to join, They're going to be limited to that person's experience. And that, of course, is not that person's fault. But like, if I come Mm -hmm. in and it's like, hey, I saw something about computer programming for the Army, and you just have some infantryman who's like, no, you don't want to do that. You want to shoot guns and all that. And the guy's just like, no, I really don't. I heard you guys have really good computer programming skills, Uh, programs, stuff like that. So we're able to talk to them. So if you have a medical background, it's like the army has stuff for you. If you don't have a medical background and you want one, gotcha. army has stuff for you. Um, but those different teams are just outlets to do the same mission set, but through different, uh, I guess, genres of yeah. of people's interests. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's a new unit. So we're uh, just like any new organization, civilian or military. It's we fleshing some stuff out, but um, I'm happy to be here. And it, it allows me to, one, communicate with a lot more people that I would never have communicated. Um, I'd loved probably my favorite thing to do in the Army is uh, mentor or share my experience, whether it's physical fitness or otherwise with soldiers. Yeah, um, And often a lot of times that comes with uh, clearing up misinformation uh, that mm-hmm. people who aren't really like in a sport or who are in – involved in fitness uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> an example is somebody walked into my office meant very well but it was like a couple months ago i just hey sir um do you think it's safe if i take creatine <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was dead serious and like i i didn't laugh i wanted to laugh but i didn't That's laugh because it's like um It sounds hilarious, but it was a genuine question. And so I cleared him up and I talked to him about it, what it is. I was like, it's not a steroid. It's not. It's like, your body actually makes creatine. He's like, oh, really? And I was like, yes. Um, But so I've been, some of the few times I've gotten in trouble in the military were when I talked too much and too long about trying to get people in shape and Pointing them, getting them on track, or like a, you got in trouble? Why? Well, like not for talk? talking about that, but for avoiding what I was just taking too much- doing. Ah, <laughs> I <got you>. okay. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. you. Yeah, but I'm passionate about it. I love talking about it, mm-hmm. and I love helping Absolutely, people, yeah. especially even if it's just like losing a couple pounds in a healthy way uh, oh. to make weight for you know the military standard um, and stuff like that. But,
0: you mean you're not telling them to do water cuts to make weight?
1: No, that actually purposely i intentionally avoid even mentioning that that's an option Mm. um and also just starving yourself and eating grilled chicken for a week before you get uh your body fat percentage taken is also not a super Mm. fun way yeah (laughs) but um but yeah so that's what i do now that's awesome yeah that's yeah,
0: definitely a, it's a much better explanation than what I tell people that
1: you do. <laughs> I you lift weights for the government young.
0: dollars to lift weights and go compete. Wow, so harsh. Which isn't a, wrong.
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, it's not wrong.
0: It is an oversimplification.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll give you that. Hey, but uh, so. You, I was gonna say every choice that I have made has led me to this moment. So <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely, you you're in your spot there. Yeah, you uh you mentioned uh, grilled chicken to make weight. I know you did bodybuilding Ooh. at some point. How many how many comps did you do?
1: Oh, I only did one. That's really all the time I had to do. Um, I did one uh, open heavyweight in uh, October of 2014. Okay. Um, the reason I said that was the only one I had time to do was I went to a military college, uh, the Citadel in South Carolina for four years. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. like you don't have a kitchen, your barracks room, you just have a sink. Um, yeah. Um, so I couldn't effectively do meal prep. I mean, mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff. Like I broke a lot of rules and had a mini fridge and a bunch of stuff to make food, but like I couldn't effectively do meal prep or anything. So yeah. I, I got big and that's when I started training to do it. But then I graduated, commissioned into the army and had only nine months from the time I commissioned to reporting to Fort Benning for active duty. So it was something I'd always wanted to do. Um, I'm really glad I did it. I did pretty well. I mm-hmm. placed second. Um, wow. I think I, I placed second to a guy who, uh, ended up placing in the top 10 at like junior Nats that year. Um, wow. so like. I looked pretty good. It's hard for me to find yeah. pictures. They're all on my old computer. Um,
0: gotcha.
1: But like, I love the experience. Um, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like you and you and uh, Gary talked about this. Yeah. I was not super stoked about like the culture and how people really, treated yeah. each other. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and I didn't realize because people at the gym who weren't my competitors were all about it. They supported me and I made some friends. Right. Um, yeah. But it was like I walked in to do weigh-ins the day before the show and I just felt like every I felt like I was the most hated person in the room. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know anybody here. And they all look like they hate me. Yeah. Um and then I was like, okay, whatever. But and then that didn't change when mm-hmm. like we were backstage and pumping up and all that stuff. And
0: yeah, that was that was my uh my take from doing it as well. Um I don't yeah. wanna also get in the habit of getting people in here that have done bodybuilding and like hating on the culture. Cause it's an awesome culture. No,
1: no, I, I'm sure. No, yeah, that's no, I know that's not what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I know that's not what you're doing. I mean, I just, I love bodybuilders. they are super awesome. I,
0: <laughs> we're only two episodes in and now this is making a trending. <laughs> so. yep. know,
1: there's a bit of a pattern here.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great culture though. I mean, my girlfriend competes and
1: you're somewhat immer- immersed in the culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think everybody's quite the uh, the stigma that uh, is that culture,
1: but, but it's definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to be clear, that's also not why I stopped. Like I stopped because right. it was not feasible to do. It. And I do know that there are some active duty members that are very successful at bodybuilding and for sure yeah. those types of sports. But I don't think any of them are good that are in combat MOSs. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like it would be a much more difficult task to see through while having to deal with the same kind of army stuff that you have to deal with. doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty of jobs in the military mm-hmm. that you, I mean, are very similar to just any uh, civilian job. Like you don't go to the field. You don't, you don't, Crawl in the mud and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um and so it is more sustainable for those jobs. But like, okay. like, go. I mean, going to ranger school alone, I lost almost forty pounds in uh oh, wow. less than three months. <laughs> I went from like two hundred and fifteen to one hundred and seventy. Jesus. Yeah. Um. But and that definitely messed up my metabolism for a while. Yeah. But. Oh, as, as you would expect, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking but, of, you said you got big for bodybuilding. What was the biggest you got up to?
1: Uh, I think the heaviest body weight was only like 225. Okay. But I didn't like, I didn't manipulate my water at all on stage. <laughs> I was really lean the whole time, like during prep. Um, yeah. That's probably the most discipline I've ever been in my entire life. I
0: mean, you're... You're arguably one of the leanest
1: 105s that competes regularly and at the top level. That may have changed in the last month since I've moved to Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> since you've been, you've been Justin's... Turns, out, and- turns right. out Kentucky Fried Chicken is amazing.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> they, should, they should really think about having a restaurant.
1: Actually, it's not even that. To be honest, we live like 10 minutes away from a Chick-fil-A, so I ah. get that a lot. So it's still fried chicken technically, but yeah, it's not Kentucky. Fried chicken.
0: It's healthier though. Right. Cause God blessed it or something. We'll bring him into this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's interesting. You only got a C25 for bodybuilding. I mean, you, you
1: yeah, but like I was like, cra- I was crazy lean. Yeah. Um, I mean, as, as you'd expect, but I, like, even during that prep, it's not like I bulked up. I mean, I, I got bigger, but I did a 13-week prep because I it was my first show, which I, yeah. that's like, that's definitely longer than someone who's experienced. Um, but the reason I said it's yeah. the most disciplined I've probably ever been in my life was I went 13 weeks. I was drinking heavily. I mean, I was essentially just finished. I just finished college,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like drinking all the time, smoking a lot of cigarettes and had been for multiple years at that point. And then like. I met with my coach. He gave me my meal plan. And for 13 weeks, I didn't smoke. I drank in total. I drank one bottle of wine of red wine. Cause my birthday was somewhere in there like six weeks out. Yeah. And I didn't eat anything, but what my coach told me to eat, not a all single right. cheat meal. And now That's I look impressive. back and I'm like, that is crazy. Cause at the time yeah. I was like, this is how you do it. Like we have to do it like this. Right. And yeah. it was just like all very bland food. Um, like just a dogmatic bodybuilding diet. Yeah. And I looked great and I felt pretty great too. But now I think mm-hmm. about it and I was like, how do people live like that? <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But I yeah. I've I tried. I mean, I did bodybuilding and physique twice and neither of them turned out as well as yours. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's also, I mean, like, you know, it's, pretty easy for me to stay lean yeah on the other hand it's pretty difficult for me to gain weight um yeah but yeah Yeah, especially since Justin started doing my diet um at the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. like it's the this whole year I've been at any given day like my strength to physique ratio have been at an all-time high yeah like right right now I'm not the leanest I've ever been probably not quite the strongest I've ever been yet still kind of ramping up from the injury. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, all around, I'm very strong still have like a mental thing with deadlifting, mm-hmm. but uh, like my, my pressings that are all time high last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I feel good. And Justin, mm-hmm. Justin knows what he's doing. Um, at least for me, um, I know he's been getting more clients and, uh, they've been giving him positive feedback, but he's been working with me for, I think, longer than anybody, um, since like December. Um, and as long as I follow it, which like this week I've been really good about, uh, but come back from a near, which I tend to do and it's not a good thing, but I tend to kind of rebound pretty hard on my diet mm-hmm. coming like the week yeah. after a comp mm-hmm. um but this time i decided to make it like a solid two full weeks after a comp mm-hmm. um but now i'm getting my life back together and actually eating the way i'm supposed to mm-hmm. um, and it, it shows yeah, during I mean, my training too
0: yeah i mean what you're doing obviously it makes sense and it works um, like i was saying you're one of the leanest 105s, one of.
1: You You can say smallest. <laughs> that, I was leading into that. Yeah, you're one of the... Because, highest. like, Mike O'Connor is definitely leaner than me, but he's way... Oh, he? <laughs> yeah, it's, fair. it's fair. Mike, at any given time, looks like he's about to step on a stage and give Phil Heath a run for his money.
0: What does he walk around at? Do you know weight-wise?
1: I don't know weight-wise, but he's strong as shit and lean. Yeah, I've I never seen by him by person, yeah, oh, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. I was gonna say though, like you're you're one of the leanest and also one of the lightest 105s, but also arguably like one of the strongest to not currently have your pro card. Maybe you know what I mean? Like you, you made yeah. top ten a class. You got what sixth?
1: Uh, seventh, I believe. Yeah, and, seventh.
0: Yeah, beat out how many pros to get that spot? I mean, it's pretty uh, impressive. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there. I don't really hold any stock in these, but. Uh, I was talking to somebody and they brought it up the other day about like the group phase and points and performance and stuff. And somebody made an Excel sheet from clash. And even without groups, I still would have placed 10th oh, wow. out of everybody's awesome. group phase. Yeah. So yeah. like, which I didn't think or give two shits about that at mm-hmm. the time, because it didn't matter because I was just focused about my group. But so then I realized, that- I was like, Oh, this isn't, this wasn't a fluke. <laughs> yeah. So does that just exit?
0: That takes out everybody's groups and puts every
1: event. Yeah. In? It basically. Okay. I don't like. I don't have the Excel. Somebody sent me a picture right. of it. Yeah. It's like basically, if everybody was competing against each other, then they That's did cool. points for each event based on competing okay. against like all twenty-eight or thirty people. That's time, right.
0: Yeah. I'm glad somebody took the time to do that. That's cool. Yeah. Um. If you remember but, who that is, you should send that to me because I'd love to get my hands on that score sheet.
1: It may have been Darren. Okay, I'll reach out But I will, yeah. Um, I, I can ask him after this. Cool. But uh, I remember it was cool and it was kind of like a, uh, oh, this is really neat, like just mm-hmm. to see. But I think some people put a too, little bit too much stock in, in what it meant. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, in a group phase, like you just got to beat your group. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so it just adds a, an element of playing the
1: game to the overall competition. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? People a lot of people don't like it. clear the, though. Game. I was not playing a game in my group. I did not let yeah. up. <laughs> 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 if I didn't do, uh, if I didn't do well on an event, it had nothing to do with me taking it easy. Um, uh, you were hurting pretty except, good going into that show in your back. Uh, yeah. So I, I was, I hurt my back, um, which at the time I didn't know what I hurt because I was scared to find out, but I knew I was in a lot of pain. It was loading a stone. Well, my third try of loading a 420 stone uh, at dungeon and I felt something pop and I was like, ow, that hurts. I had just done a 750 on the hex bar for 10 Mm -hmm. in a minute. So I was already sore. That happened after I tried it three times. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to go home. But I just felt, like, uncomfortable. And really, I just felt exhausted. I didn't feel hurt. Mm -hmm. Woke up. The next day, was like, eh. I just feel really sore still, but not really anything out of the ordinary, given what I had done. That Monday, I woke up, and I was like, I am paralyzed. I cannot walk. (laughs) Um, Like, it hurts so bad. I called my physical therapist, and I was like, I can't move and like, that's an exaggeration. I could move, but it was the worst mm. back pain I'd ever had in my life by a pretty big margin. So I was very concerned. Um, but so I had a bunch of people look at it without any medical, pro- true medical professionals because I was stubborn and it was clash. And I was like, this yeah. local show would absolutely pull out. But I was like, no, we'll heal up. We kind of trained around it for... I, I kind of peaked to a degree for the show anyway, so I didn't miss out on a whole lot. Yeah. Um Anthony and I we we don't really peak to like ten days out like a lot you see a lot of people do. Yeah. Um like I don't touch a single barbell for like ten days or like anyway for like eight eight to ten days from comp That's day. A long time. Yeah. but I love it. It used to mess with my head, but now I love it because I feel, um, and then that last week before isn't a heavy week either. Like I'll do events, but I don't do hundred percent or even 95% of event weight. Um, that'll be like two weeks out or three weeks out. Um, just because I think it, uh, it helps me personally in two ways. One, it's far enough out that if I do, an event at comp weight and it doesn't go how i want it to that's not the last time i touched that that implement or that event okay so now on comp day the last thing i remember isn't like oh i fucked this up with right. comp weight seven days ago because that next week after i do everything at comp weight it's uh i'll still do event training but it's gonna be a much lighter and it's going through the motions and when you're doing right. like 70, 80%, it's a lot harder to have a bad day. Um, you can, but it's, yeah. it's harder. So I think it helps there. But also, like, especially now that I'm getting to a point where I actually do have to do water cuts and manipulate my weight and my diet significantly more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, depending on how you train, if you're truly maxing your body, it can take sometimes up to 10, 10 days for your body to fully recover. So if you're training for, especially something like Clash, where there's 11 events, and you're doing in a week, like nine of those events at comp weight, you're not going to be recovered in seven days, especially if you throw in the dehydration, the taking out your sodium or significantly cutting calories and all that, like that's going to affect the way your body recovers. Um, But even if your diet is great, it's not just your muscles that are recovering. It's your whole CNS and stuff doing nine events. Just does to you that you're not going to bounce back six days later. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And I think there's arguments against that, but I think that's what works for me, and it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. And when I go into the comp, I feel way more mentally relaxed and physically relaxed. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It, it lines up. I think everybody's going to be a little bit different on the timeline. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. If you haven't, especially too, I've seen how heavy and brutal a lot of your training is. It makes sense that you would, and consistently, like, you you have a deload week every once in a while, but, like, you're consistently...
1: Yeah, deloads are never really scheduled. Yeah. Um, I mean, as we get close to comp, like, in a true comp prep, if we're coming down to the wire, yeah, but, like, right now, where I'm far enough out, like, we don't really have a deload schedule, because... Now, admittedly, I have a lot more time to do all the recovery stuff. And those extra steps, I have a lot more assets to help with my recovery and expedite it. Right. Hmm. Um, like, I just started using those Norma Tech, like, briefs. I call it a combat diaper because it's just, like, i would never even heard about these. I don't know what you're talking but it's, like, about. super, you know the Norma Tech leg sleeves? Like no. those big black boot things.
0: Oh, the uh, the pressure ones. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we have those, and those feel really good, but yeah. it's usually my hips that bother me more than anything. Yeah. Um, and this just wraps around your hips like a giant diaper, and it mm. compresses yeah. super tight. And right. I've been using that every day. <laughs> my hips just feel so much better.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad yeah. it's <laughs> not. I'm sure it looks wild for now. Oh, it
1: looks absurd. I, I like put it on, and it's like this machine that pumps it full of air. And I'm leaning back in like a, a lawn chair in my office. <laughs> People come in, and I can't, when I wear it, I can't get up. Okay. I'm stuck. <laughs> They're walking in, like, you okay? And I was like, I feel great. That's right. But, but yeah, so after Clash, um, I went to the doctor, found out I had four bulging discs, one of which, which is the three of those were believed to be old, which I thought was hilarious because I couldn't ever remember having a back injury. Um, Mm -hmm. But one, which is one that was giving me the most pain was the L4, L5, and it had a circumferential bulge, which means it was bulging in all directions, but hadn't yet herniated. So basically like where's normally a bulge, it just the way the vertebrae brain bends, it'll push it out like one portion, like the the point of least resistance. Yeah. On a circumferential bulge, it basically means the point of least resistance was all the way around (laughs) because it was like just crushed. Um, Mm -hmm. And moreover, a fragment of collagen from the disc had broken off and was floating around and intermittently, uh, Irritating my nerve, not my sciatic nerve, but a uh, nerve that goes down the basically kind of starts. Uh, I like got my psoas is how it felt. It almost felt like it followed my psoas muscle to the front of my leg and then down and stopped midway through my shin. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but I was also misdiagnosed like four times. Um, and I, w- I won't go through all those different ones, but it was a roller coaster of emotions from broken yeah. broken bones to herniated stuff to nothing Mm -hmm. being wrong at all and i was just it was in my head to
0: yeah
1: what actually happened But, but after that i uh there was potential for needing surgery i opted out of it initially um and i'm very glad i did but then just based off of reading a bunch of uh Stuff from Dr. Andrew Locke and Stuart McGill, and uh, talking to different people who specialize in rehab. I wrote my own program, and it seemingly worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> and
0: is that that's when you took a break from Anthony's program, right So like,
1: yeah, I mean and the reason for that it was uh, I was like, hey, I'm broken. Um, so don't waste yeah. your time writing me stuff because right. if you give me something. Uh, there's a good chance I'm not going to be able to do it. And so don't yeah. waste your time writing stuff that I'm not going to be able to do. Whereas I would write out what I wanted to do, the rehab stuff, and what I thought my body was capable of handling. Um, But if it hurt, it'd be like, okay, never mind. We'll scratch this exercise off the list. Like, yeah. for instance, uh, back extensions in the Roman chair, murder. Mm-hmm. Felt like somebody stabbing me in the back. But back extensions... Uh, on a, a GHD felt great. Um, yeah. Um, and someone explained to me exactly why that is. And it made sense, but like, as I was still learning all that stuff, uh, leg extensions, absolutely pain, terrible, especially with the nerve pain. It just killed my nerve pain. Um, but part of it, some of it was inconsistent too, because that was the fragment bouncing around in there. That okay. caused the nerve yeah. pain. Um, so that's why I was like, some days, even um, even at the early stages of it, I'd wake up and be like, "Oh, sweet, nerve pain's gone." And then, like halfway through the day, I'd stand up from sitting at my desk and just shoot down my leg. I was like, this is incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, unfortunate, man. Well, I'm glad you're on the uh, the back end of that you're figuring it. Yeah, out. me
1: too. I'm also glad I handled it. The way I did, zero regret doing Clash. And yeah. um it I don't think it affected me at Clash at all. By no means do I want anybody to take from this conversation me saying like, Oh, if I would have been a hundred percent Um <laughs> I, I feel like I was just as good as I was ever gonna be until yeah. about until the after the car walk. The car walk, yeah. The car was... walks. And even during the car walk, um, maybe it was the adrenaline, but I don't remember feeling any pain during the car walk. It was as soon as the event ended, I was like, I want somebody to chop me in half right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel absolutely terrible. I think, I mean, even if but that was like the first time during the whole weekend, I felt great during all of it. And like squats didn't go the way I wanted them to go, but it had nothing to do with my back or anything. Right. Um, And, uh brian there the chiropractor i saw him like 24 times that weekend so that's also probably Holy why i didn't see i saw him
0: yeah
1: at the beginning of every day before and after every single event and then uh at, at the end of each day um wow. yeah i honestly don't think i would have been able to finish day one if it yes. wasn't brian. yeah <laughs>
0: Brian was at OSG in 19 when I was there and I got to talk with him a little bit, get a couple of adjustments. He's, he's a good
1: dude. Hmm. He knows his shit. Oh yeah. This is freaking godsend. Yeah. But, but then after that, my body was just like, no, you're done. You're not left in a weight. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was fun. It was a fun learning experience. And when I say fun, I mean, I wish I didn't have to do it, but uh, it happened and I learned a whole lot about it. And I think I've been able to help a lot of people, um, with back injuries, um, or at least, at least the psychological aspect of, of like rehabbing from an injury. Um, cause it can be incredibly frustrating, especially when you think you're doing great and then you, uh, get to the gym and you're like, Oh, I've been able to deadlift relatively heavy for the last couple of weeks. And then you deadlift not relatively heavy and you feel like you're going to die again and you're like wow did I just undo all the work that I've done over the last six weeks Uh, there's a lot of like anybody who's been through injury recovery like like you have yourself it can be incredibly frustrating and yeah you just got to be patient with it Um, and you got to be honest with yourself and if there's ever a time to not let your ego kick in, it is when mm-hmm. you're rehabbing from injury.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's a solid point. I yeah. think a lot of people definitely forget that, myself included.
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, I did. I learned that lesson the hard that's, way yeah. as well. Um, I, it only took me having to be reminded once during that recovery process, but I mean, it's a painful lesson. You don't want to have to learn it over it <laughs> again.
0: Well, and then you, uh, you turned it all around and came up and won the Rainier Classic here.
1: Yeah, that was a fun show. I think besides Clash, it was probably the best run show I've ever participated in. Yeah.
0: You think um, Clash is above that as far as best run
1: for you? Yeah, but I think it, it's also a show with 28 people and much more resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um it's certainly the best amateur show i've ever seen oh, or participated in Hands like, down yeah like by by a long shot mm-hmm. but like glash is just different cuz it's yeah. there's one class um they had too, way yeah. way more people and assets to help with it mm-hmm. so like i don't think you can really compare them yeah aside
0: or, aside from the uh max axle there's like no weight changes or anything right so it's just it's pretty streamlined as far as that goes yeah you know what i mean you're not changing yeah, the tech classes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and even the max axle was ascending only. It's not like you were yeah. going down at any point. So that exactly. A lot. Yeah. Anthony, I mean, he, he did his research and he's competed enough to know. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Everybody involved with strength fleet that came together. Um, and like, there was a lot of minor changes at the very end from like Martins and Nick best mm-hmm. and, and Rob who were there. Um, that definitely helped improved and Anthony and, and his team were receptive to, to those adjustments, yeah. um, which I think is good for any organization to just listen to whoever has the best idea and doesn't matter who it came from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the key, right? Not uh, getting your ego in the way if you don't like somebody or something, if they come up with a better idea. yeah.
1: I mean, that is the idea. I just wish a lot of people, more people subscribe to it. Yeah, for sure. But but so, yeah, the Reno was great. I, uh, um, I've won all five events. Uh, they were all great events for me. Um, had axle instead of uh, uh, axle press away too, so I only had to clean. I only had to belt clean it once. <laughs> uh, but the log and I love any sandbag under. 300, 320 pounds <laughs> is something I love to hold. So, uh, I mean, it's
0: uh, anymore with your personal sandbag being like 330, it's pretty much a joke. Yeah,
1: having the only sandbag I have in my garage is the 100 pounds, which my wife uses, and a 320. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, it. <laughs> and there's one at the gym that uh, 260 because I had to use it for the OSG pool, but um, oh, yeah, those are my options. So you just get stronger with the heavier one. Absolutely. Uh, um, it was, yeah, it was a really fun event. It was also fun going back uh only like a month after Natalie and I moved back to see all of our friends. Mm-hmm. Um in the Tacoma area. So, yeah, it was a really fun weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was
0: a lot of fun. Uh so besides uh healing up your back and getting all that 100% and everything, what are you uh what are you doing for your downtime right now between getting ready for the next clash? I guess you got Nats coming up, but
1: yeah, so right now, um, pretty pretty deep into the the Nats prep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we watch Bachelor in Paradise. Um, that's like we love, we, huge fans of Bachelor Nation uh, in, in our household. Uh, my wife got me into it uh, at first. I was being a good sport, and then by about episode two of I think Colton season that we watched in 2019 I was like oh this show is awesome so now it's it's like a in-house date night we have every week um <laughs> and then our other in-house date night thing is we build Star Wars Legos it's something we started oh, during yeah. uh, during quarantine um when we couldn't go out especially in Washington where the lockdown was like absurd um, <laughs> we just buy Star Wars Legos um, and build those for date nights while watching uh, these wars. How much
0: do you think that you guys have invested in Star Wars Legos?
1: Um, not as much as I would like. <laughs> but <laughs> let's see. I'd say we're probably like 1,500, which that may sound like a lot. That's really not a lot. I think we have like
0: we yeah. just have some
1: bigger sets. The number
0: um, is jarring at first to hear, and then I know that I've looked at Lego sets recently. Yeah, they're crazy and the price expensive. Is... That was
1: the first thing I thought when we first had this idea of like, let's start building Star Wars Legos together. Um, I was like. First thing in my head was I'm going to be able to afford all the big sets because I'm an adult mm-hmm. now. <laughs> the sets I couldn't get when I was a kid. But then and I how much the big sets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the collector's edition, Star Destroyer, is like $1,200. <laughs> Granted, it's huge. But, like, and there's a $800 Millennium Falcon. We have the smaller one. It's like $100. But um, I think the most expensive single set we have is... It's either a hundred or like hundred and twenty. Okay. Um, but it's so got that like,
0: brings you up to what ten to fifteen total sets.
1: Well, that's what I'm trying to look. Is so we also have some small sets. We also have some like fifteen dollars sets too.
0: Okay.
1: um Cool. But I'm trying. To, I can't see all of them from here. We have them on display in our living room. <laughs> of
0: course you
1: do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we freaking love it. We did Bad Batch just finished. So now we're waiting until October. I think is the next series getting released, and I believe it's Boba Fett first. All right, so very excited about that. Yeah, love Dave Filoni and what he did with Clone Wars and all of this, all of his uh the series that he's had an influence on. And I just wish they would let him remake episodes seven, eight, and nine because they're trash. They
0: weren't good.
1: Mm -mm. No, they weren't.
0: They were not good. Oh. I was sad about that for sure. I was super hyped about them when I heard that they were coming out.
1: They had so much potential. They did. Yeah. So, so much they could potential. Have gone in, they could have gone anywhere. What's, what's crazy is you don't even realize how much potential there was until you watch like all the other series, like Clone Wars and all this other stuff, and Rebels, the stuff that happens between and simultaneously during the other movies. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, they had so much content that they could have used for seven, eight and nine. And they just like went way out yeah. and grabbed a bunch of stuff. That was just nonsense. Mm-hmm. For instance, Ray wasn't even supposed to be the one that killed Palpatine in episode nine. It was supposed to be Luke Skywalker.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah.
1: And yet Luke just like phased his way out
0: of existence.
1: Yeah. yeah. It may have just been an acting thing. Maybe Mark Hamill was like, nah.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's like 80 years old.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. Probably... Do you watch a, a Mandalorian? Yeah. Yep. You, you know season two, that episode where Luke Skywalker comes in? You yep. know, Mark, that was actually Mark Hamill. Like they, they used CGI to make his face look younger, but like it was actually him.
0: That's not what I heard. As I saw a thing that was talking about the actor that did it and who they superimposed his face on.
1: Well, I don't think he did the stunts and I didn't finish okay. the uh, episode, but there is definitely back behind the scenes, okay. like footage of him. Being I have no doubt that he death. was
0: involved. I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, cause I saw something that said it was like this other dude that was just kind of a body double or whatever, but yeah.
1: well, I don't believe considering how old Mark Hamill is that, he was doing all of those awesome Yeah super wielding. When I mean
0: if you watched episode seven, eight, nine, he's a little thicker
1: around <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Well so. he was wearing black in that scene, so it's true. Slimming. Yeah, he was yeah. That's yeah, okay.
0: So what uh what do you have planned Nats wise and OSG wise? You have uh goals you want to set for that?
1: I wanna win Nats. I think I can. Okay it's by no means a guarantee that's yeah. not what i'm saying for i mean it's nationals. you never you never know who's
0: yeah. going to show anything up
1: anything can happen there's six events anyone can mm-hmm. show up but i think it's not an unrealistic goal for me to have of it's not unrealistic for me to have the goal of winning for sure um but yeah um and you know you know me personally i'm also never a person that really gives a shit about who i'm competing against yeah, um, it doesn't phase me like if Camby was, was hypothetically at Nats it wouldn't affect the way I compete um For sure personally and just that bothers Justin me and Justin talk about that and he's like I don't understand why don't you want to look at your competition and see how they do and I don't know that's just not the way my brain works
0: yes I understand
1: that sorry but in sorry. the OSG um, I mean, OSG is another one. Like, who knows who's going to show up? Um, and I'm not as confident about how realistic this goal is, but I would like to at least make it to day two or to the finals for OSG. Day three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but then again, those are all really heavy events. Yeah. Um, that I'm less confident in. I know um, I can do I'm- all of the events individually. But how well can I do them? Is another question.
0: You already done a much more difficult car walk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's totally different. That's another thing I to talk <laughs> to people about. They see the car walks with the the yoke bar, like a solid bar, mm-hmm. and I'm like, not the same. Definitely mm-hmm. not the same. No. The amount of like just torsion that that car walk with the straps puts on your spine is insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: can imagine. Mad respect to the guys who finished that. I think it yep. was, like, Tyler, Richie, um, Nick, and uh, Tommy. I think they were the only Cambie. four that fit. Yeah, I Nick. I understand.
0: Oh, Sorry. Nick. I, I, always th- I only think of him as Camby. Sorry. He, uh,
1: he called I used his Christian name.
0: Yeah, he called me, like, uh, I don't know, it was two weeks ago. I talked to him on the phone, and he's like, hey, man, it's Nicholas. I was like, who the <laughs> fuck is Nicholas? <laughs> I don't want to buy what you're selling. <laughs> He's like, it, it, it's Nick. I was like, not helpful. It's Nicholas <laughs> Canby Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's my yeah. stuff. Maybe I'm wrong. If you're listening and I left your name out, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I think when of nationals is definitely in the cards for you, at least potentially, you know? Yeah. Um, You got to redeem yourself after you're walking off the log platform last year.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm a lot better at that now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you can stand still. That would be cool. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. That was the and And Another mistake that I won't make this year is not changing up a technique that I trained with for an entire prep on the day that I compete. It's yeah. A poor choice. Just total rookie move. Which aligns with it being my first year at Nationals. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What uh what events are you looking forward to
1: most? Um The Log, because it's my worst event out of all of them. But I still love log. I love Max Log. It's, it's a, it's a Max best. Log too. Wow, that's yeah. gonna be a fun one. It's far from my best event, mm-hmm. but I freaking love it. Um, throwing's really fun. Yep. Um, and then the yoke.
0: Yeah. You guys are, you, I mean, you took second on yoke I mean, last year. Yeah.
1: Me and Justin took first and second on lo- yoke last year. Um, and Justin beat me by like two or three seconds. Yeah. He was, um, he was- yeah. <laughs> Which was annoying. Cause both of us, that wasn't a PR for either one of us. <laughs> yeah. I think I got like 21 seconds, I think. And I think my best was like 19 seconds in training. Mm. And Justin was similar, but uh, but just a little faster. So yeah. yoke training is going really good. Um, lever deadlift, um, probably the one I'm least excited for. And the only reason is because I feel like it's just going to be a rep fest. Um, yeah, probably. It's hard to simulate the weight. But like I did 640 on a similar setup. Yeah. Uh, 640 on the bar with the eight inch hold or eight inch height, which is yep. four inches lower than what the comp's supposed to be. Right. And I did 12 reps in less than 30 seconds. Yeah. So you're like smoking that thing. So it's going to be, uh, I, I cardio. just don't, I don't like doing double digit reps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
0: well, you're not a CrossFitter. Yeah. But, I Maybe think will let fun. you tag Chandler in for that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure Chandler probably could, but most crossfitters probably couldn't do 20 reps. of.
0: That's actually so. true. Yeah. That, that yeah. weight would be crippling to a lot of the, uh, I mean, most of them walk around at like 200, 210 at most, you yeah. know? Yeah.
1: So it's that, I think that's pretty yeah. heavy. 200 is pretty heavy for a crossfitter. I would, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And then for OSG, I don't even know all the events. That's kind of like, it. I'll get into that mode, but like my number one priority is is winning nationals right now.
0: For sure. Yeah. Earn that pro card. Yep. Ideally. A lot of people already think that you've pretty much earned it and you're just
1: waiting for them to hand it to you. Well, I didn't earn it because I don't have it. So (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I, I, I wish I could be voted in. Uh
0: but yeah, like Tyler is the fan favorite. There you go.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. hmm I'd be lying if I said I wasn't salty that he beat me after <laughs> being. The did thing he? Favorite.
0: What did he come in at finals? I
1: think he finished uh like sixth or fifth,
0: I think. Oh wow. Yeah, to be know. to not he make did. finals win fan favorite and then come in like top five would be I mean I don't know if he did, but that's wild if he did. Yeah, I can't remember. I guess I'll find out this weekend. I got him on uh I think Friday or Saturday or Friday Thursday or Friday. I got an interview
1: mm-hmm. with him. So cool.
0: Yeah. Well, I uh won't take up any more of your Wednesday night.
1: I'm is sure you Wednesday? want to go uh
0: discuss the Just tea. Once. Yeah, discuss the tea of uh, Bachelor in Paradise with Natalie.
1: Yes. Oh we've already discussed all of it. It's been yeah. It is decided. <laughs> we already know what's going to happen next week.
0: I'm I'm pretty sure on a couple of things, but I feel like uh, Deandra's whole thing tonight at the rose ceremony threw me for a loop, and now I just don't know what's going to happen.
1: Then Kendall coming in at the very end.
0: Oh yeah, who
1: do you think Joe? Who do you think Joe's going to go with? I hope he chooses fucking Serena because yeah. Kendall, like Natalie said, Kendall had an entire year to say she missed joe and Mm, you're telling me she's been waiting to come on the show to tell him yeah bro you gotta do it for the grand she knows what she's doing yeah yeah Right on. (laughs) (laughs) well
0: i appreciate your uh your time buddy thanks for coming on yeah
1: thanks for doing this i appreciate it i'm excited for what you and your brand are uh are we planning to do for the sport, and I think it's awesome yeah, that you're too. highlighting athletes that otherwise probably wouldn't be highlighted anywhere else. Yeah, that's the plan. So, that's dope. Cool. Thanks, man. Yep. Have a good one. Yeah, you too.
0: Bye. Alright, guys. That's it. I appreciate you listening. Gonna wrap it up here with a quick sponsor note. For all your supplement needs, head over to FX Supps, where they consider health non-negotiable and always strive for excellence. Code FX Strongman will get you 25% off your order. And Permafrost Beards for all of your beard care needs. They're a family-run business in Alaska, where I'm from. Love the people, just awesome. Where they know how important it is to keep your face jacket on and healthy. Code John stacy 92 for 15% off your order. J-O-N-S-T-A-C-Y 92. That's it. Have a great day, or night, or whatever the hell it is where you are. Keep it thick, keep it strong, keep it awkward.